You're listening to the Trace Church Rock Rimmon podcast. Well, what's up, Trace Church? Now, normally I would tell you it's good to see you, but obviously I can't see you. And so the best I can do is hopefully uh, it's good to see me. I mean, I don't know what I look like right now, but anyway, uh, we just want to tell you, thank you so much for joining us online today. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, this morning. Also, I just want to give a brief shout out to some of you. I realize that uh, some of you do not attend Trace Church. Maybe you attend another church either here in town or across the United States. And if that's you, I just want to say this. We're for you, uh, but we're also for your church. This has never been about, uh, you know, gathering everybody here to Trace Church. This has and hopefully will always be about uh, us all gathering to be the church. And so we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, My name is Josiah. I have the opportunity to be one of the pastors here. Uh, One of the phrases that I've found myself using a lot recently is this one. Uh, What a time to be alive. Like what a time to be alive. That things are crazy right now. And I know in a season like this, most of us can fall on one end of the spectrum or the other that for some of you, some of us out there, uh, we can be passive about all of this. Uh, Recently, uh, my wife's grandpa was out in East Texas looking to buy a mask for himself and his wife. And so he walked into the store and he asked the store owner, hey, do you guys have any more masks left? And sure enough, he said, uh, actually, some guy just came in and bought all of them. But then he continued and he said, I don't know what he was planning because who would need that many masks? And so my wife's grandpa looked at him a little bit confused and was like, well, it's probably because of the coronavirus, don't you think? And this guy looked even more confused and he goes, well, I don't know what that is, but we should be good because we only drink Bud Light around here. Okay, like that's a true story. And some of us can be oblivious. Some of us, though, can just be passive. And if I'm being honest, if I'm not careful, I can easily find myself there as well, that I can start to dismiss what is going on. And I think part of the reason we do this is because we want to avoid the other end of the spectrum. And so we wash our hands less to show that we could care less. Um, But if you're anything like me, you know that this is a front that there are some things we're worrying about. There are some things that we're scared about. And I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. Uh, Maybe you're a husband that just lost your job and you're trying to figure out how to break the news to your wife. Maybe you're a mother trying to educate your kids, but you can't get over this feeling of inadequacy that you have right now. Or maybe you're just a really good friend and you've been taking care of everyone else that you haven't uh, so much that you haven't taken the time to just stop and see how this is actually affecting you personally. And if any of those are you, then can I just say this? It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be a little nervous. It's okay to be a little worried about where we are at. So can we just take a moment and stop pretending that we have it all together because hear it from me first. We don't, and it's okay. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you sit on the side of passivity, but maybe for you, you sit on the opposite side, that you don't have a passive bone in your body, that you have gone full-blown panic mode, that there's so many things going on right now that will fit in the unknown category in your head, and they're constantly going through your head. You have loved ones that you're worrying about. The bank account is entering the danger zone. You haven't gotten any sleep over this past week. And to make matters worse, no one is social distancing like they should be, and you're surrounded by a bunch of extroverts. And maybe fear has gotten a grip on you right now in this season. And maybe you find yourself in a very similar place that Job did. Job is a character in the Old Covenant 
that uh, he had it all. He had it all. But then within a couple of weeks, he lost it all. That within a couple of weeks, he lost his business and all of his assets. That he lost his family due to illness and sickness. That his bank account literally hit zero. That he had to worry about his health and the suffering he was going through. And in the midst of it all, he looked to God and he said, where then is my hope? Can anyone find it? Maybe for you this morning, you find yourself in a very similar place and you've asked those questions this week. Where then is my hope? Because I can't seem to find it. And this hopelessness has led you to panic. But regardless of which side of the spectrum you are on, whether you are on the side of passivity or on the side of panic, I want you to know that there is a third option. And we call it peace. That yes, things are crazy right now. Yes, there is a lot at stake right now. But we will get through this. And peace is possible. And that this is what this uh, series is all about. That while everything is up in the air during a season of lost jobs, of missed opportunities, of social distancing, and a season where everything is being canceled and nothing seems like it will last. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 13 have never been more true. When he says these things will last forever. That you can't cancel faith. You can't cancel hope. That you can't cancel love. But the greatest of these is love. And last week, Aaron talked to us about faith, uh, that this is a season that we shouldn't just get through, that this is a season we should honestly try to grow through that our faith will always overwhelm and overcome the fears that we may have. But today, if I could, I want to talk about something that I think we all need just a little bit more of. I want to talk about something that I think there is a shortage of right now. And no, I'm not talking about the toilet paper crisis. I'm talking about the hope crisis. Because I believe there is an enemy that is real that loves to steal and kill and destroy. And if there's one target that I think he should be and probably is targeting right now, it's probably our hope. And if there's something we need to be diligent and vigilant about protecting right now, I believe it's our hope. And so can we talk about hope this morning? Let's go ahead and talk about that. A very vague definition of hope is a feeling of uh, expectation and desire for something to happen. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but that's not a great definition. Like, it's not really something I want to put on a t-shirt and wear around. It's not really something I would post on my Instagram with a picture of uh, my coffee mug and a Bible. You know what I mean? I think that definition of hope falls a little short because hope is not just an expectation. Hope is not just a desire. Hope is not wearing a blindfold so you don't have to see all of the bad things that are going on around you. But it's also not putting on rose-colored glasses and having some sort of misplaced optimism. No, hope is bigger than that. You see, I believe hope. I believe hope, and this is something you should write down if you're the note-taking type, but I believe hope is the perspective that what is in store is greater than what is at stake. That what is in store is greater than what is at stake. And personally, I believe that one of the reasons we find ourselves in this hope crisis today is because we flipped that equation around, that we live our lives in a way right now that says, no, what is in store is not greater than what is at stake. And this produces a couple problems. 
And so whether you find yourself on the passivity side or on the panic side, today all I want to do is I just want to give you an accurate representation of both parts of that hope equation. Uh, that I want to talk about what's in store and I want to talk about what's at stake. And so let's look at this one over here. What's at stake? What's really at stake right now? You see, part of the reason that COVID-19 has taken such a toll on us is that it has had an influence on almost every area of our lives. That this is something that has had consequences on us physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. That physically, we stopped using a calendar like a long time ago. Now we just refer to the day of the week as day seven or day 13 of quarantine, right? And many of us have been forced to use one-ply toilet paper because all you hoarders out there went and bought our two, three, and four-ply from us. Okay, I'm not bitter. You're bitter. But on a more serious note, physically, this has affected us. Some of you have gotten sick. Some of your loved ones have gotten sick. Some uh, of you have actually lost some of the people that you love the most. Many of you have lost your jobs. Businesses are suffering, students are out of school, athletes are missing their seasons, seniors might miss their graduations, weddings are being canceled. Things that people have been looking forward to for a very long time are instead left disappointed. This has affected us physically, but not just physically, also emotionally. Over the past week, Aaron sat the staff down and he asked us this question. What is the biggest question mark in your life right now? And the answers varied all over the place. Uh, when will this be done? Can the economy sustain this? How will this affect me personally? Will my family get it? Will I be the one to give it to the rest of my family? Are we going to be all right? And I'm sure you have more to add to that list because this is a season full of unanswered questions. And with every question comes another level of anxiety. And you couple this with social distancing and the lack of motivation to exercise right now, but an increase in motivation to eat unhealthy. Like when we heard the city was being shut down, my wife and I, we ran to Sonic so that we could get some ice cream before things closed down. You, you add that uh, with restless nights and you put all that together and what you get is a door that is left wide open for extreme bouts of depression and loneliness. We are in an emotional winter right now. Things just feel kind of gray. Things just feel a little cloudy right now. You see, this thing has affected us emotionally. But finally, there is a spiritual component to this as well. That in Genesis 2, when God uh, created man, uh, he, he looked at him and he said, hey, it's not good for man to be alone. Like that's the understatement of eternity right there. It's not good for man to be alone. Then he created Eve, the first woman. Listen, this is not just a statement on Adam's hygiene. This is not just a statement about the effects of a bachelor lifestyle. This is a very spiritual statement that we as people need to be around other people, that we were created for community, that yes, even you introverts out there, no matter how much you tell me, I still know you need people in your life. Maybe not as much as the rest of us, but you still do. But not only that, our rhythms have been thrown all out of whack. And any intentionality and any steps or habits that you put in place to pursue your relationship with God have been thrown out the window. Churches are being forced to do church from a distance. You see, this, this pandemic, it has affected us spiritually. And if we're not careful, this social distancing can very quickly become a spiritual disconnection. 
So this has affected us all physically and emotionally, but it's also affected us spiritually. Listen, there is a lot at stake right now, and I understand that. Before I go any further, like it would be arrogant of me, probably a little ignorant of me, to tell you that I have the solution to this, or to sit here and act like my life is any worse than any of yours. Because here's the truth. Like, I don't know what it feels like to fear that someone you love has the coronavirus. I don't know what it feels like to to lose my job. I don't know what it feels like to have kids at home and wonder about the education that they're receiving from me. I don't know what it feels like to work in the medical field and know that my work is important, but wonder if it's actually worth it. But I do know what it's like to wonder Will I be able to provide for my family? I know what it feels like to feel extreme disappointment. I do know what it feels like to wake up every single day and wonder what is going to change today. Are we going to be able to manage? And listen, while I don't know everything, I do know this. That this isn't going to last forever. That this too shall pass. That after a little while with a lot at stake, there is something that is in store for us. That right now, the best thing we can do is to put our hope, our trust in God. You see, Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians 1.10. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. Talking about God. Somebody needs to hear this. And he will rescue us again. Because we've placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. You believe that this morning? Listen, I don't know when this will end, but I do know it will. I do know that uh, what is at stake may seem like the only side of this equation of hope, but that's just not true. There's still a lot in store for us as well. You may have given up hope in God. Listen, God has not given up hope in you that God is not done with you during this time. Peter, he says it like this. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered, this is important, a little while. After you have suffered, not forever, not an eternity, not an incredibly long time, after you have suffered a little while, that he will restore you He will support you. He will strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Does anybody want that today? Does anybody need support right now? Does anybody need strength today? Does anybody want to see hope in this season? Listen, we as a church do not just want to get through this season. We want to grow through it. That we don't want to let a good hard season go to waste. And when it comes to what is in store, listen, I believe there's a lot for us, but can I just sum it up like this? I think on the other end of this, the connection, the connection that we will have, both to each other and to God, that connection that we will have will outweigh anything that is currently at stake. And hear me very clearly, it does not mean that things will not be hard, but I do believe they will be worth it. That in this season, do not make your decisions today based on what happened to you yesterday. No, in this season, make your decisions today based on where they will lead you tomorrow. Let me say it like this. 
Socially distanced doesn't have to mean socially disconnected. That if you're anything like me, you probably have some relationships that you've put in the back seat. Whether it's because of your time, your career, your family, whatever it is, that there are some people that now is the perfect time to reach out to those people and to ask them how their families are doing. Ask them how they're doing, how they're holding up. Ask them what's at stake in their everyday life. You see, a great activity, a great um, thing to do right now is to literally pick up your phone and start praying through your contact list. Whenever you feel led, call the people that you think God has put on your heart. Ask them how they're doing. Check in with those people. Listen, I have not lived a long life. Okay, I'm only 24 years old, but I have learned some things about suffering. One of the things I've learned is that it's much easier to endure what you're going through when you're constantly worried about what others are going through. And I hope over this next week, guys, I hope we get to hear stories of relationships that have been distant for years. But because of this season, we get to see some people that are incredibly intentional and reach out and re-spark an old friendship. That we can be the kind of church, that we can be the kind of people that Trace can be a city on a hill that shines light in a very dark and very lonely world. Listen, I want to see people from this church stretching the limits of technology to help people that are socially distanced right now not become socially disconnected. Last week, we actually got to see this in real life. We challenged some of our families to write letters, uh, to have their kids write letters to some of the elderly living in Aspen Living Center. This place has been closed to visitors now. Nobody's allowed in. And for these people, this could be potentially a very, very lonely, dark season. And so we asked some kids to write some letters and just say, hey, someone's thinking of you. We love you. You can do this. Let's encourage these people. Because once again, this season will pass. And at the end of it, we're either going to be closer than ever, more connected than ever, or we're going to feel very, very alone. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait and find out. Let's make our decisions today based on where they will lead us tomorrow. Because socially distanced doesn't have to mean socially disconnected. But then at the same time, socially distanced doesn't have to mean spiritually disconnected either. That just because we're not meeting at Trace does not mean the church is canceled. Listen, you cannot cancel the movement of God. That even while we are worrying, God is still working. And so one thing I would love to encourage you to do is continue to tune into these live streams on Sunday. Set the time aside. Gather your families. Watch these with your families and friends because you won't want to miss out on these moments. But then at the same time, throughout the week, we're going to be releasing content on all of our social media platforms. And I would highly encourage you to tune into those as well. But then when it comes to your connection with Jesus, we just want to ask three things of you. That we want to ask you and your families to be in God's word daily. That we want to ask you guys to take the time and intentionally get to know God so that you can show God. Because a day is coming where we're gonna get to swing open the gates and release the kingdom workers of God to go throughout the city of Colorado Springs, and we want to be ready for that. That right now, we have an opportunity not to prepare for right now, but to prepare for what is coming. And so listen, I know you have the time. 
All I'm asking is that you just make the rhythms for where they will lead you tomorrow. Second, we would ask that you uh, continue to pray for and with each other over this season. That right now, if there's some things that you need prayer for, feel free to drop a comment. Somebody is going to respond to you and uh, somebody is going to pray with you. But then at the same time, download our app, uh, fill out a prayer request form, send that on. We would love the opportunity as a staff to go to God on your behalf and with you. Guys, this is too big of a season not to be praying for and with each other. But then finally, although everything's changing right now, although everything seems to be up in the air, we're doing church a little differently. We're doing church a little bit at a distance right now. One thing that hasn't changed is that we as a church are still on mission to leave a trace of God's love everywhere we go. And so we wanna challenge you. Man, leave a trace of God's love in your homes, with your families, with your friends, on social media, through phone calls, in your neighborhoods. Find different ways to leave a trace of God's love where you are at. Once again, you cannot cancel the movement of God. And we want to continue to be on mission with him and towards him. Listen, there's a lot at stake right now. I get that. I do. But there is so much that is in store for us if we just choose to lean in. And when we choose to have this perspective that says what is in store is actually greater than what is at stake, we can truly find hope. I do believe that. And not just the kind of hope that feels good in the moment and is gone in the next, but the kind of hope that you can hold on to the kind of hope that is contagious and spreads all around the world, the kind of hope that can allow us to face anything head on and come out on the other end stronger. Listen, I don't know when all of this will be over. I don't know how far this will reach. I don't know how much of a lasting impact it will have or how much this is going to hurt. But what I do know is this. God is still on the throne. And if there's one thing that I know about the God that I serve, it is this, that my God rules with his feet up, that this did not catch him by surprise. He's not up there scrambling around for a solution because listen, the God that I serve, he already found one because no matter your, your circumstance, no matter where you are watching or the place in life you find yourself this morning, no matter if you gravitate towards passivity or panic, no matter what you have in your bank account or what you don't have in your bank account, no matter uh, what is currently at stake in your life. Listen, we serve a God that sent his son down to this earth to feel exactly how you do today and then go to a cross and die for you so that three days later he could raise from the dead so that we can say in times like this without a shadow of a doubt, with 100% certainty, that what is in store for us will always be greater than what is at stake in our lives. That our lives will forever have purpose, not based on who we are, not based on where we are or what we have, but based on the fact that God, he loves you and he deemed you worth it. If you want to hear my hope, if you want to hear my prayer during this season, it is that people all around the world will come to know that truth and come to rest their life in that hope that we as a church, Trace, we have an opportunity right now 
to prepare for what is in store. Because just like Romans says, the hope that we have will not and cannot and has never put us to shame. Because what is in store is greater than what is at stake. That listen, once again, this will pass. And when it does, man, we're not just going to see kids that are going to school. We're going to see kids that are pumped, kids that are excited to be in school. We will see families eating around the dinner table. We're going to see parks that are full of people. We're going to see businesses that aren't just surviving. We're going to see businesses that are thriving, that we're going to see churches that are busting at the seams, restaurants with two-hour wait lines in them. Because when that day comes, all the huggers are going to be out and they're going to be doing their thing. And social media is going to be filled with pictures of your guys' vacation because when that day comes, man, I'm so excited to see all the old faces come through the doors of Trace. I'm so excited to see you all. But if I, I could be real for a second, I'm perhaps even more excited to see all the new faces. I'm perhaps even more excited to see the line for the baptistry because during this season, the people of Trace Church chose to share the hope that we have with the people that needed to hear it the most. Listen, God is doing incredible things in this season. My question for you is, are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to be a part of it? Because if you ask me, Man, that is a hope worth building my life on. That is a hope worth investing in. That is a hope that 10 times out of 10, twice on Sundays will always outweigh what is at stake in our lives. And the best part of this kind of hope is that it's free. And that is for everyone. And if that is something you would like to talk about today, if that is something you would like to talk about this week, please reach out to us. We would love to have that conversation of what it looks like for you to place your hope, for you to place your trust in Jesus Christ. So please reach out. And I know right now things are hard. I know right now things are uncertain. But my hope and my prayer is that we can be described just like this church that Paul describes when he says this. As we pray to God, our Father, about you, as we pray to God, our Father, about Trace Church, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, don't miss us, and the enduring hope that you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. God, I hope we do not just try to get through this season. I pray this is a season that we grow through. God, I pray that this is a season that we can push people into the arms of Jesus, that this is a season that more people than ever before come to know uh, what your son did on that cross and in that tomb. God, I pray that this would be a time that if there's people that are watching this that need to hear just a little bit of hope, that you would draw so near to them that they cannot ignore you. God, that you would give them hope beyond their capacity to understand. God, I pray that during this season you would keep us strong, that you would keep us focused, and you would keep us moving towards you and towards others that need to know you. God, we love you so much. 
We're so grateful for Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.